to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality Cast, and we are covering Temptation Island Season 3, and it is Episode 11, and it's 11 only. It's the final bonfire, Chris. So we start off, it's the finish of uh, Erica and Kendall's chat. What do you make to that one? Well, I think um, Kendall obviously wants his cake and eat it, Dave, because he was rather <laughs> pretending not to be flabbergasted that uh, Erica wanted to leave him. So I didn't know. They were very clever. We said it last week. They, they, they left it that it looked like Erica was going to say she loves him, she wants him back. And I think if she'd said that, Kendall had just jumped at it. No matter what he'd done, he'd have done the same thing and probably done the same pattern to her of cheating on her and everything. His story and his argument about what he did is brilliant. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Absolutely 10 out of 10, Dave. But uh, I thought it was great, and I give Erica full respect because I said I didn't think she'd go through with it, and she did. And I, get, and I take it back what I said. I thought she handled herself with dignity, and out of anything, Kendall looked the more one. He looked like the one who'd been cheated on. He looked bemused by it all. It was very bizarre. Yeah. It was bizarre, wasn't it? And you know what? I'm... I'm finding Kendall quite fascinating because I want to know what's actually going on in his head. And Erica says, like, you know, she wants... You could see she was struggling a bit. It wasn't like it was 100%, you know, one way that she was going to leave. You could see there was still doubt. She was still conflicted. And she says, like, oh, Kendall's so good with his words and stuff. But I'm... I don't see that. What I see is that, that when she made it clear that she was going to leave on her own, Kendall was, you know, he was put out, wasn't he? His ego took a bit of a bruise in there. And then he's like, all right, okay, so that's your decision then. And she's like, yep, yep. And he's like, positive on that? You know, I don't think he's, he's not particularly wordsmithing. He's not crafting some uh, great speech, is he? he? He just keeps scratching away at the scab. And I, I, I find it, I find that behaviour, you know, a bit, it is manipulative, isn't it? He's just like trying to, to poke her and, you know, trying to wear her down more than anything, rather than these, these fantastic words that we've heard of. But yeah, he, he was definitely like, I, I, he couldn't believe it, could he? He, he thought <laughs> she was going to take him, uh, take him back, you know. And again, we saw the the repeat, you know. There's no rules, and we see another clip. Yep, yep. There's no rules, and uh, you know, I'd forgotten about this, but episode one, it was clear that Kendall was the one who initiated the uh, discussion about having no rules in the first place. Um, so, so it played out kind of how we thought it would. Um, we weren't sure if Erica would stick close to her guns, but we did say that Kendall, yeah, he's 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 not going to believe it. He's still going to think that Erica's going to take him back. So, yeah, I just I'm fascinated by what's going on in his head because you know most people that we've seen in this kind of situation, they you know they're like right, okay, yeah, we're done, or you know. And then that's it, it's closed. But he's, like you say, it's like he's the one who's been cheated on. And he's a bit flabbergasted by it. So, yeah, 
fascinating, but but glad you know Erica stuck to her guns. I'm glad you said that actually because I agree. I think as it's gone on, it's the sheer fucking neckiness of him that it, I can't say I absolutely love the guy, but I've got to get. I agree. I, there's something fascinating by his behaviour that I, I cannot get my head round to 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 look in a mirror and believe that one his behaviour. What I would say is, and I've said this as a caveat, to sort of give him a little bit of get out of jail. The stuff about them not actually being together, it does still play on my mind that I just... Erica has accepted this far too easy, what he did to her. Maybe she might be battle-scarred. She might have had that plaster ripped off so many times. She just doesn't give a fuck, basically. He's done it to her and she's like, you know what? Enough's enough. And with other women who understand whether they've been cheated on or whatever, she, she she's with a powerful group. Maybe the TV show has given her that power in normal life that she wouldn't have. She's got mm. a platform that shows Kendall in his true light. And she's like, you know what? Finally, I'm strong enough to walk away. I hope that's the truth. I hope that this whole thing, it hasn't been a ruse by them both just to get on the TV show. I won't put it past them, Dave, because we'll get onto Tom and Chelsea in a minute. But I do think that as a case study, he's got to be one of the most fascinating people ever. And I think that's such a good point by you because I find him captivating now. These last few episodes, I'm like, how how is your brain working to think that you are the one hard done to when you've had <laughs> an affair with someone, you've you've had a threesome, you know, you've actively tried to get yourself out of it by saying there was no rules and you were single. Uh, honestly, fascinating stuff, Dave. And I agree. And to be fair to Kendall, if we'd not had him in this series, Dave, it has been fucking boring. It really yeah. would have. Because he, he, every episode, I'm sat there going, you honestly cannot see what you are doing. And I think it's been great TV, to be honest. This has saved this series. I don't think it's as good as the other ones, but it has saved it. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. And when Erica walks off, we get Alexis turning up. And I guess this is... Actually, before I go on to that, what I'll say is, right, I'm going to stick my neck out and say, I don't think they're a fake couple. Because I still come back to why would you project yourself onto the TV in that way? So where you just look like, you just look like a complete player and you're playing everyone, you know? If you want to come out, you know, with some kind of minor TV celebrity status, why would you do that? Why would you make yourself look like a bit of a C next Tuesday? It, it doesn't <laughs> add up in my mind that why you would do that. Um... So, so that's that's why I'm giving them a pass. I I think they're a genuine couple, or or at least they were. <laughs> yeah. But when Alexis comes out, gotta say, Chris thought she looked stunning in that blue dress. She comes out all smiley and everything, and then Kendall tells her, "Yeah, we decided to part ways." <laughs> <laughs> you know, not not that Erica just walked off and she made the whole. You know, she was the decision maker there. He's like, yeah, yeah, we, we just decided we part our own ways. And Alexis looks so happy. What did you think about that, Chris? He was trying to save a scenario where he didn't have the power. It was brilliant TV, Dave, because we saw it unravel in the space of about two or three minutes. Well, on the screen, it may have been a few minutes, so obviously Kendall and um, Alexis don't have a bit of a dust up. But, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. And, and he did. Oh, yeah, we've 
if she'd have said to him, Dave, I stick by what I just said, he would have said, no problem. Let's get back together. A hundred percent. And it, I felt sorry for Alexis. She knew, the one thing I say, Alexis knew that she was cheating with him, right? But the stories that he told about being single and that, she bought into, hence why she was mm. so... Um, she was so against the threesome again, wasn't she? She she really sort of was it Nicole? She went she went yeah. against Nicole and was really against all that. And she didn't want to be in a freeway relationship. But I do think that they're not gonna last. I, I I'm dying to get on Instagram. I've not been on Instagram yet because, until we after we recorded. I want to see who's still together because I've got something to say about at the end as well. But yeah, I, she looks stunning. It was dead nice. I just think she's gonna get a heart broken, Dave. Yeah, I mean, just to be clear as well, we've held off. I know that the bonf uh, the reunion was aired as well. Uh, we're holding off watching that one. We just want to do this episode by episode. So um, I'm not sure when we're going to record. We'll try and record it at some point in the coming. It, it could be we just release next uh, Wednesday, but but we we don't know any spoilers for the uh, uh, for the reunion at this point. Uh, Chris. I I tell you what I tell you what I thought, and and it's a mixed bag of emotions, quite honestly, because I I kind of feel like well, Alexis, you know that this guy is the boyfriend of someone, so you knew exactly the sort of person you were getting involved with, so it's a bit naive is the kindest word that I can think of to think oh yeah now he's got the main prize he's going to be completely faithful down the line you know and and uh we'll be a couple we'll go off get married have kids and what have you it's completely naive at best isn't it yeah but i felt so bad because she she genuinely looked so happy now we as the viewer we've just watched we've just watched erica basically dump him and you know he's He's not exactly begging for her back, but he's saying, oh, you're positive about that? You know, you, you're definitely sure? You can see that, like, if Erica crumpled, you know, if it uh, crumbled, if she said, oh, you know what, let's give it another go, it looked like, well, Kendall would just say, yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. So Alexa's coming in all happy. You know, we as the viewer were like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know, he's he's just he's just settling for her because she's there, basically. You know what I'm uncomfortable with, though, uh, Chris? I was going to call you Mark there. <laughs> Spoiler alert. You know what I don't You're like. not replacing me, Dave, are you? Unless I've got my gig on Love Island, I've watched. <laughs> Fucking Mark Wahlberg. We don't have the opportunity as the viewer to interact. Mark Wahlberg is fucking sat there watching this unfold. Now, it throughout the series, he's quite willing to give someone a bit of tough love. Say, you know, don't be closed off. Go out. Go and make some great TV for us, is essentially what he's saying, Mark. All under this ruse that this is all so virtuous. This, this experience, it helps you find yourself and, you know, create better relationships, better couples and stuff. But, you know, when it's the final bonfire, there's no new TV to create. He's like, yeah, this is not going to fucking last. Off you go. Don't let your ass hit the door on the way out. So... <laughs> You know, he could have said that, and I almost think he was morally obligated to say, 
you know, something about the conversation between Kendall and Erica while Alexis was there. I think he, he let them down. I, I know why he did it. Like I say, he's not trying to manipulate them to create better TV for the next episode. But, yeah, that that didn't sit well with me, with me that. It's funny, you know, because I think Mark Wahlberg... We've gone from Mark Wahlberg and, obviously, what's he called off The Bachelor? Chris um, Harrison. Chris Harrison, who was a fucking joke. And, and it was totally wrong what he did when he defended and Matt I've seen stuff with Matt Dave Sam tagged me and you on Facebook Matt's back with he's been with what's he called oh, yeah. Rachel he's, Rachel he's been, O'Connell oh yeah, my yeah. god so, so so look if they've sorted that out and, and he's happy and she's happy nothing to do with anybody great you're good on him but what I would say is Chris Harrison was an absolute bell and he, he quite rightly deserved to get totally jettisoned off that show and hopefully we won't see him for a while because he just come across as just completely defending the show because we knew Rachel when he defended Rachel that was it Rachel had already won and we were about four episodes before the end with going to Mark Wahlberg he's been a good host I don't really know much of his back I've seen him on this before but I've never paid a lot of attention to it because I've just been watching it as a person watching TV me and you obviously reviewing it going through it and, and chatting about it so it's slightly different but He's been great, other than the random, I am a relationship specialist, and starts <laughs> laying into people just randomly, because he, he laid into, who did he lay into last week? Oh, he laid into Erin, didn't he, last week? Really laid mm, into yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen that passion or, you know, chat with anybody else. Kendall should have got a bollocking. Chelsea should have top as well. He's not said anything to them the way he acted with Erin. He really went off the deep end. So I think the only thing I've got against him is all of a sudden he does his fucking Yoda speech and it's like, who the fuck are you? Have you been married? I bet he's been married about eight times or something, Dave, and he's giving fucking... I don't know. I, I'm just... I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of them, we like, just... I know everything about... I'll tell you what it is, and I know I'm off on one. I'm going to hold my hands up now. I've been, I've been watching something that you may want to delete me, Dave forever i don't know what you might not but i don't know there's plenty of fucking things housewives of x <laughs> you know it's, it's usually right up at the top of that list but go on <laughs> right so a few months ago me and sam were like what can we watch like binge watch something you know something different something we've never watched so sam said i don't even know why i'm admitting this i don't even know why i'm even <laughs> bothered because the stuff that i do watch is probably worse than this I absolutely love Sex and the City, Dave. I got it on DVD. I bought on eBay a DVD copy, and it's made into a shoebox, right? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but it's in bloody... It's not in 16.9. It's in the original 4.3 format because they've uh, never right. done a remaster like of Snyder it. like the Snyder Cut. Yeah, the Snyder, yeah, it's like the Snyder <laughs> Cut. But it's, they've never done a remaster, so the first two series are terrible on DVD, even on my PS5 or my Xbox... They, they upscale them and it looks awful. So Sky Comedy have actually put them on now. They've still got the border, but it looks miles better. So we've we've we carried on watching them on like the the fourth series, right? And I fucking forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You you well you started off we were talking about Mark Wahlberg. You you were saying about loving sex in the city, so I'm guessing these two things will converge at some point. <laughs> so enthralled about Carrie and all the girls, Dave, that he's just, he's just gone. Um, what was the, oh my God. 
Come on, Chris. That I think terrible. you were about to say that Kim Cattrall oh, that was, was born it. in the greatest city, uh, uh, certainly in the British Isles, and that is Liverpool. Well, she is actually my favourite character today, funny enough. But listen, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what I was going to say. So so we've just watched an episode of Carrie Bradshaw, Sarah uh, Jessica Parker. She, she does this seminar with about 100 to 200 women. And if anyone's watched it, listen, you're probably not going to say. And she goes in and she's talking about how to pick up men. So she starts just saying like dead generic random stuff, you know, like just normal stuff you would say. And mm. then all the women start getting disgruntled going, so um, are you married? And she's like, uh, uh, no. Have you been married? No. So they all just turn on her like, who the fuck are you to tell us? You know, like how to pick men up. So it, 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 they all turn on her. She's getting paid like big money for it. And it reminds me of this with Mark Wahlberg. I don't know his background, so I might be, he might be happily married and he's been married for 35 years or something. But I love the way he rants. And I'm thinking, I bet you've had so many different relationships, but you're the relationship guru for this show. I, I think I've seen a quote... I don't even know where I've seen it now, but I'm sure there's a quote from Mark Wahlberg that, you know, someone's asked him that sort of question. Why, what makes you qualified for this? And it's like, well, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes in my own life. (laughs) It's almost like, well, well, most people can say that surely. Um, So, yeah, no, again, I just find it, it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth just because, you know, of, of this ruse about, you know, it being all virtuous and giving this great relationship counsellor type advice. It's not, it's just, I, I'd be fine if you just said, look, we're going to fucking create some tabloid uh, trash TV. You know, we're going to put these couples, we're going to apply, you know, get all these singles in. We're going to fucking no limit on alcohol. Just, you know, going to create some car crash TV. I'd be okay with that. It's the it's this, you know, virtuous thing uh, I, that I don't like and, and the hypocrisy of it. No, no, and I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. He's, look, he's got to do something. He's the presenter, hasn't he? So, so... I sort of get it, but it's very schizophrenic the way he approaches certain couples and not others. That That's what I find yeah. inconsistent. However, Dave, let's talk about inconsistent. So I'm sure that I'm homeless now this week because I put my fucking house on Chelsea and Tom <laughs> not being together, Dave. So whoever took me up on that bet, you have got a lovely house here in Manchester because I didn't see this coming one bit, Dave, and I'm sure you didn't, but what an unbelievable turnaround that was. You know what? Again, we've discussed in the various episodes, you know, about whether some of these couples are genuine or not. We've spoken just previously about Kendall and Erica. I'm going to call these out, Chris. I don't believe these two are an actual couple because that makes... What happened with Chelsea and Tom makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. You know, they they get there, they're both sat, you know, on the furthest parts of the bench that they could possibly be. So it's all going to form, all going to the script. We get to see Chelsea say that, you know, she was pushing uh, Blake away. You know, but then when she saw Tom slapping uh, this girl's ass, then, you know, she stopped pushing him away. Chris... Pushing someone away is not calling the fuckers out for being fake. (laughs) (laughs) Those those two things are not the same thing. Again, we could see Chelsea being super flirty. 
even before you know she she started really coupling up with Blake, even before she saw Tom doing anything, and I've seen a, a few different threads about saying, oh, you know, people don't seem to like Chelsea because you know she's a bit of a hypocrite, but she's not, you know, girl power. <laughs> Probably no one says that, but um, I still she's just a fucking massive hypocrite. Um, I liked right to let me make it clear, I don't particularly like Tom and uh, the way he goes about it either he was saying when when he had his little talk that uh, you know the person who he was most attracted to he kept pushing them away um, and I was thinking well who is that because from yeah. very early on you were spending a lot of time with Sophia so if you're talking about Sophia it can't be her so you must have been attracted to someone else because you just ended up spending all this time with Sophia uh, so I was a bit confused by that but I did like a lot of the things that he said you know and they replayed some of the episode one stuff that you know the main problem the reason they are there is because Tom and his flirty side and it's all directed towards Tom so I like the fact that he got it off his chest that you know this was not he even he thought he's been gaslighted so much to think the problem is him and there's not it's not just about those two as a couple that you know but he he actually realized that no it it is both of them but then, you know, Chelsea, she, she again, she's making the excuses. She is the uh, lifetime victim of everything. You know, she, instead of, you know, um, coming up with a rational explanation, she starts off with saying, well, she didn't want to come here, you know, and she wasn't just going to sit around. She was fucking up there, twerking her ass, writing guys' groins and stuff very early on. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to do that, fucking do that. But don't give it this fucking Mother Teresa, you know, I, I am a saint fucking speech and then do that. You know? So again, I think she's a massive hypocrite, Chris. I, I thought there's no way these two are, are going to get together. But when she turns on the waterworks, Tom is, you know, he goes in there to comfort her. And that was the first little warning sign. I'm like, aye, aye. No, just let her fucking, let, let her deal with what's going on. But no, he goes in to comfort her a bit. And then out of nowhere, she says, you know, she didn't fall in love with, with Blake. She says she still loves Tom. So she wants to go back with him and Tom wants to go back with her. And I'm like... I, I've put in our notes, which you can probably see, Chris. Fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I understand it. If, it. if we are to accept these as a genuine couple, Chris, it makes absolutely zero sense. Because, again, let's not forget, the story was that they were together for a year. If Kristen and Julian had have said that, you know, after being together for so long, I could buy that. But... Not with these two, so I call bullshit, Chris, and I'm I'm gonna climb down from my soapbox now and ask, what what did you reckon of how how that all unfolded? Pretty fucking boring, this, isn't it? Because I I agree, I agree. <laughs> I, 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 the the fucking heel turn or the face turn, sorry, that happened between them two is nonsense. And you're right about going in on Chelsea. She's got you know we've had a go at her a few times recently, but Tom, he's an idiot. He's like, Sophia, Sophia Schmier. I don't know who she is. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no problem. Let's get back together. I think what I would say is Tom's dialogue with Chelsea was bullshit, though. Well, you did that because obviously he's three years old and he decided, well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So 
he didn't take much persuading, did he? Literally, within an hour of him fucking finding out that, that from the bonfire, he went straight in on Sophia, didn't he? You know, very petty. That relationship, I don't believe is true. But if it is true, and I'm pretty much 80% that it's not, but if it is true, then this will just carry on forever. They're both not going to yeah. change. Tom's not going to change being flirty. And if he wants to wind her up, he knows exactly what to do to push her buttons because he... he she is front and centre. She's very honest about the way she feels. And I thought some of her dialogue was okay, but the way it, it almost felt like a soap opera at the end mm. of it. And that's why I'd, I don't buy it either. I think the fake as fuck. I can't wait to see Instagram because I just, I, I, I reckon there'll be a picture of them both now. They're going to sell loads of fucking shitty stories in the OK magazines and all the other fucking nonsense uh, magazines. And then it'll be, oh, we're just going to remain great friends in about three or four months when all the money's <laughs> fucking dried up. That's exactly what's going to happen. Or Tom's fucking spray mane is going to fucking uh, run out of fucking spray on his head. But um, that's all I'm going to say on them two idiots. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, let's move on, Dave, to Kristen and Julian. Now, I'm, I'm going to be controversial here. I watched it. I was genuinely... I went along with it. I bought into it. There's such a connection with him. And and I think I felt sorry for Kristen because when she called him one in a million, I was thinking, no, you're his one in a million for putting up with what he's done to you. I know, and we've said this, we've called her out as well. How far can you hold that grudge? You've got to move mm. on. You'll never be, you'll never not be hurt by that. It's how you live with it and move on and develop as a couple. Julian, bang on. I think it, it, as a couple together they aesthetically look great he really really uh, has grown up i think of these last whatever you know mm. years or whatever we don't know the backstory properly but I, I really am along for the ride i buy into it all i i was genuinely tearing up dave when he asked her to marry him she was talking about a brother yeah. in that yeah me too I, I, yeah hold my hands up I, I did go with it uh luckily it was you know, it was early in the morning. Nobody was around me, Dave, because otherwise I'd have had my hoodie up pretending that I wasn't that upset. But I was, I genuinely went with it. It, it really sucked me in because I think the, the things were genuine. But, and you know there's going to be a but, Dave. The but with me is, I don't think they're going to get married. I don't. I, I just don't think uh, Kristen can let it go, no matter what's said. I, I'll i be fucking... I'm going to be there, Dave, waiting for that inspirational fucking quote on Instagram now. I'm going to be stalking their Instagram just to see <laughs> if I'm proven right. But I don't think in six months' time these are going to get married. I don't know what it is. I could be way off and they might get married and have four kids and live happily ever after. I just don't buy what Julian's selling. Right, well, it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't agree, disagree on something. So we've pretty much agreed on Kendall and Erica and Tom and Chelsea. I completely disagree with you on this one. Great, I come think, on, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I, I completely agree with you. It was quite emotional, wasn't it? And I, yeah. I was sort of choking up a bit myself, uh, you know, being quite British and understated. I was choking up a lot, you know, at both of them. I thought, well, we've discussed, you know, uh, all right, Julian's done what he's done. But there was several years ago, I think we said 2014, so now as we're watching it, you know, like seven years ago. So they, they'd been together longer with the infidelity than they had been without it. So 
actually they just have to decide as a couple are they going to get is this something they can get past or is it not so at the start of it you know it was all about you know putting julian in this setting and seeing could he actually be faithful but i think the the most important thing so so he ticked that box but i think the the thing that they weren't necessarily thinking about is just do they want to spend the rest of their lives together and i think last week i was unsure about where kristen was and i think even coming into this final bonfire she probably wasn't rock solid in her convictions about you know which way it was going to go she needed to hear something from uh, from julian that that gave a reassurance about all those things that had happened in the past and she's discovered some things about herself as well and i thought julian absolutely nailed it i thought he 10 out of 10 i don't think he could have said anything better basically said that you know what happened in the past was nothing to do with you that was all about me and my own insecurities and and i'd, I'd have to say a lot of the people who who cheat making a sweeping statement here a lot of the times it is about that it is about that person and the need to constantly feel wanted and and it, you know there's something missing in your life that you know at that time someone else can fill the void i i thought he couldn't have done any better it, she looked like she accepted it you know without condition she didn't say you know, there was no but in there was there you know you said this but you know something else and you know she she took it on face value when they walked away from the bench you know they walked off together i thought aye aye what's where's the ring we saw the ring we saw the picking of the ring and everything i did, I did. yeah and um you know you could see that you know all the uh, rose petals which i'm fucking sure julian you know laid out himself uh he also got the camera crew to set up all the lighting right by the beach as well <laughs> um so it was all obviously set up but you know again i i he made his proposal i i they've been together a long time they've had this blockage which they've needed to get over um seems to me they've they've got over that it's not it's not a flippers of a switch i'm sure this you know it, at some point in the future this infidelity will still probably come up again in the future but i think i've seen enough to be convinced that yeah they they'll stay together um at least you know at least to get married and then who knows what <laughs> So there you go, Chris. We're, we're on opposite ends of the scale. We'll still be stalking Instagram. We'll still be looking out. So who's right on this one? Right. Well, let's see, Dave. Let's have a... <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm happy to be proven wrong on this. You know, and it's, it might be the long game, Dave, because I'll be waiting for, in like six years' time. <laughs> we're still podcasting. We split up and I go, I knew it, Chandler, your in friend. Tw- yeah, I, I was right, Dave. In 2060, they yeah. fucking finally split up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, though, Chris, I, I mentioned on that, our Facebook page, um, you know, I think at some point, and did I mention it last week? I think I did, actually. Yeah, I, I mentioned it on the episode as well. We need to put together this bullshit bingo thing, I think. This reality TV bullshit bingo. Because as gooey as it was, you know, this whole proposal thing, you know, there there was... uh, Julian said he can't wait to take this next step. 
I don't think he said on the journey, but, you know, in my head at least he did. Um, and then, you know, the sky's the limit. And I'm like, oh, come on, dude, you're coming out with all the cliches now. It, it is looking <laughs> like a soap opera. So as much as I bought it, I was like, oh, come on, choose some different phrases. Someone yeah. choose some different phrases, please. Yeah, because, and you're right, because the way the proposal was, which was lovely, and she's never going to forget that if they are, you know, if they are still together, great. But, I, I, Dave, it doesn't happen in real life, stuff like that. You, you, There is the ones, you do see them on YouTube where they do that for pr- full proposal. You know what I did when I proposed to Sam, Dave? I think I might have said this before. Um, I got into a fight, Dave, in a nightclub. I proposed to <laughs> Sam with a sombrero on, got on one knee in the middle of a nightclub, one of the grubbiest nightclubs in Manchester. She said yes, and then about 10 minutes later, some guy was trying to grab her on the dance floor, and we ended up getting into a big brawl. So the next day, completely <laughs> naked, thinking, what had I done? Does she even... And we'd have been together a month, even though I'd known her all my life. I decided to propose again, completely naked, with the sombrero on, Dave. <laughs> and then she did say yes, you know, thankfully. But it wasn't the lovey-dovey. You know, I got in a punch-up over her, which, you know, luckily I did, I did okay out of, and quite rightly, because I was, you know, I was saving the honour of my wife, Dave, my wife-to-be. But I did get wake up thinking, get a dream that I proposed to her. Oh, my God. Is she going to say, yeah, does she want me to propose to her? So I did get down on one knee thinking, well, there's no one else here. I've got no clothes on. There's no dignity. If she says no... I'm going, <laughs> but she didn't. So there you go. I don't know about yourself, Dave, but I don't think the way it's sweet to see it and she's forever going to have that moment where he proposed to her on TV. I just think real life is not these shows. And that I always think about oh, what yeah. would in real life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, a fairy tale type proposal means nothing in terms of like, does the marriage actually have longevity? I, I completely agree with that. So whether it's, you know, on a sticky floor in a grubby Manchester nightclub. <laughs> and it was. Or, or if it's on some sandy beaches in the lovely Hawaii. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't mean anything. But um, I, again, we've kind of lived with these guys now for 11 episodes. And for me, at least, I, I've seen enough to, to think they'll they'll make a good go of it. Yeah, let's see, Dave. I hope they don't, Dave, just to be proven right. But there you go. No. <laughs> fucking see you next Tuesday. You, no. you want just to you prove want a point. Eleven-year <laughs> relationship to crumble just so you could get one over on me. Yeah, that's what friends are for, Dave. <laughs> if I can't hey, win fucking if Julian listens to this, he'll be fucking after you. Hey, he's a big I know lad, who Dave. My money's on. Yeah, I think he's even bigger than me, so I think you might be right. He's yeah. certainly taller, but fucking. Yeah, but- He's got a body on him, hasn't he? Yeah, but Dave, not a lot of people know what we look like, so when he comes down, I'm going to fucking point at you and go, that's Chris, there you go. <laughs> no, you posted your um, your Australian bus chucker challenge, didn't you? Oh, so... yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, Dave. <laughs> and if you know me on Facebook. I've not thought this through, have I? Julian, I want you to be together forever, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a tank, Dave. He fucking give. He definitely do me over. He's a monster, and he's a big lad. Yeah, he bloody is. But anyway, Chris, like I say, we we will watch and record the reunion episode as well. But overall, I mean, what what do you think about the whole season and and how this one's gone? I'd give it a six out of ten. I think I know we weren't going to do a score. We're not going to discuss it, but I just think <laughs> overall, 
it's not the best series ever. I just think it's been steady. Kendall has been the highlight for all the wrong reasons and, and his personality is amazing. Just as a, if you were a psychologist trying to understand where he's coming from, he's, he's been great watching it. And just for him, his whole art, Chelsea and Tom, fucking fakers, fucking anything. You know what I mean? And the others, yeah, fair fucks to him. Aaron and um, Corey. And then we've got obviously Julian and Kristen, which, you know, me being an absolute bastard saying they don't want to have to win an argument isn't it? I do want them to succeed. I'm just not necessarily buying all of it off Julian. So anyway, six hours. What did you think about yourself, Dave? You were going to score it. And, you know, I know we don't score these shows. What did you think of it overall? Yeah, so even though we don't score the shows, I'll go for a six out of ten. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we need to start scoring him, Dave. Well, I just think that the first two seasons were absolute gold. Um, The first season, you know, was really interesting, and and they dropped some things out of it, didn't they? I don't know if you remember, but they had this thing with the wristband. So, you know, one of the couples you know, could put a wristband on. I think it was a wristband. Oh, it was like it? a, a cock blocker, wasn't it? It was a cock It was a cock blocking device, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? So, you know, you cannot uh, go with this person, which weirdly, you know, and the way the human brain works, that person suddenly becomes the most, you know, attractive one out of the lot. Um, so they dropped that out the first season, but it was really interesting. Um I thought the second season, one of the highlights for me was to see that switch on on the ginger guy. I can't remember the names, oh, but God, you know, yeah, yeah. remember when he was so blasé? Yes. He was like, "Yeah, if we split up, I wouldn't be asked." And <laughs> then becomes this gibbering <laughs> wreck at the end. He's like, "Marry me, please." Um, so you know, these were gold TV seasons, and um, this one, like I say, Kendall's essentially rescued it for the wrong reasons. Uh, so it has been enjoyable, you know. It's uh, I, I've enjoyed going through it, but yeah, it just doesn't quite hit the highs of the previous seasons. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it's been good, and we are looking and talk about what we do next. We have some great suggestions on Facebook, haven't we, Dave? So we need to have a look at that. And I did suggest Housewives of Cheshire, which is back on May the tenth. But you Fuck will that. not be watching no that. Way. <laughs> no. But um, <laughs> this one that we're, we're trying to think of, like a one-shot one. I, I have just seen, actually, that Love Island Australia are recruiting for people. I know the UK one are waiting on the travel ban. Australia obviously has the beaches there and everything, so they could probably do that. And in America, the UK, we don't have the fucking weather to do it. So if they did go coastal in the UK, you're going to get rain. A lot of rain. You know, even in the summer, you, you literally get about three or four. I mean, last summer was good, actually. All from about April, once we were in lockdown, for some random reason. It's like the weather went with everyone when we were in lockdown. Mm. Everyone was just getting pissed in the gardens. But <laughs> this year has not been as nice. It's cold today and raining in Manchester. Just started to rain. So I think they're looking at trying to get them outside of the UK. So I think once June hits, and May, June, when the travel bans hopefully are lifted, then we may get the late, I think it was looking at July, August to start it, just so mm-hmm. they know where they're going. So we've got Love Island coming, but that's going to be a hell of a commitment because if they all cross over, Dave, we might as well just give up our jobs now if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I mean, in terms of timing, I think yesterday you were going to look at some, but uh, imagine you played FIFA <laughs> instead. Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty. <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> 
I am leaving off. it in your hands to look at the dates uh, to make some suggestions. I think the circle uh, is one that's kind of up there, isn't it? That it's you know, Netflix, again, it, yeah. it drops on Netflix, so we can't really watch it. You know, episode week by week. Um, but maybe that's something we could do. Um, but I'm leaving it in your hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing is with the circle, as you know, I've watched the first series, the American one. The UK one's just finished, series three or four, mm-hmm. and then the second series is actually on Netflix now. In the UK, anyway, I don't know whether it's changed in the US, but it is it has been sort of timed episodes. So we got four or five episodes. Then we've had three episodes each week, and I think it finishes on May. It might be about May the tenth, Dave, around about the same mm-hmm. time, Cheshire, something like that. But. Yeah, I've watched it. I've watched both of them. So, and they're only the first series is only twelve episodes, whereas in the UK, the circles on for about twenty-four episodes. It's on for like four weeks, six days a week. So, yeah, so, yeah. so it, it, luckily the Netflix version, the US version, is a stripped-down one, but still filmed in Manchester in the same flats, which is so random that you would bring people over from the US, and then there's the outside screenshots are of like a, a town a city in America, like Seattle or something. I don't know where it is, but it, it's not... When they show the, the orange brick flats, they're Salford, Manchester, one of the shittiest areas you can get. But the outside ones are in American City, which is so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. So when we do our reunion episode, uh, I'll have most it likely then. for next week, we'll have, yeah. we'll have made a decision on what's coming next. Yeah, because Dave will call me and see you next Tuesday when he knows what I'm throwing his way. But (laughs) we will be doing it, people. So, Dave, big thanks again, mate, for going through this. I know I just drag you in more and more. We had to do this as a rite of passage. We were asked so many times to do this, and we both love this one. We we said it when we did the Bachelor Bachelorette. Um, If you want to contact us, guys, at CD Reality Cast, we've had loads of suggestions. If you've got any more, give us a, a message on social media. If you want to email us about what you think we should do next, cdrealitycast at gmail.com and big thanks again to our Patreons if you do uh, want to support us patreon.com forward slash forward slash forward slash cdrealitycast and we've got Lauren who's bought us another coffee thank you Lauren and we've got Kent Gustafsson and the wonderful lucky Lulu Green so thank you guys for supporting us and everyone else supporting us get over to Facebook as well and look for Chris and Dave's reality TV cast and that's all been run by our great friend Charlene and we do thank you Charlene really really appreciate all the work you do over there awesome mate well we're not quite over yet so uh, like I say we'll have the reunion episode coming up and uh, Chris honestly I can't actually wait <laughs> so tonight <laughs> I'll be I'll be watching that one because uh, I want to know where this ends and I, I don't even know you know surely they've seen the episodes so the things that I was talking about you know about people seeing things slightly differently um and not seeing what we're seeing so hopefully they have seen all the series now and uh, can react to that so can't bloody wait good stuff mate well so me too me neither either so let's do it and uh, we'll see you all next time guys bye now bye